0: Hi, I'm Simon Rushton and this is Taxi Chronicles Podcast. On this podcast, we spontaneously interview unsuspecting passengers with their permission, allowing them to share their intimate life stories and concerns. As our slogan states, real riders, real stories. Some riders prefer to be anonymous, while others ask me to tell their story later on. Either way, there are all genuine, 5 to 10 minutes, stories. So sit back and enjoy this episode.
1: Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. We've got a lovely young lady here all the way from Lebanon. She's been telling me all about her experiences in Lebanon. She's only been here two years, and she's gonna just give us an insight in what it's like from her, a young lady's point of view, living in Lebanon in comparison to here. So, real well, good to have you here today, Sally. Hey. Can <laughs> you tell us about what it is like living in Lebanon? and in capacity to living in London. Yeah, so um,
2: just in, like, in terms of being a woman living in Lebanon, I would say that the main difference between there and here is that, um, or maybe not just a woman, like you can be any gender effectively, but like your value is really based on where you're from, what family you come from, how much money you have, like your socioeconomic status um whilst here um i would say that there is that sort of similarity between the uk and lebanon but the difference is that here that the law kind of protects you and you do have general rights where you can progress whilst back home um you could easily just lose your value um, based on your gender or your socioeconomic status and you wouldn't have that sort of capacity to progress the way that you want to you wouldn't even be able to get to the point of having an opinion depending on the level of education that you're allowed to have so for example here you are um, like legally supposed to be in school for a certain amount of time up until like you're 16 um, whilst back home like people are dragged out at 14 so if I'm 13 14 years old and I'm married off to somebody who's up 20 years my senior I'm not exactly going to have is. 20 that's years
1: that's man. That's 20, that's 20 years what kind of dad is going to do that you're going to
2: pimp your daughter no. to man like <laughs> I had <laughs> me some grooms come up in that house <laughs>
1: think about it that's like your dad mm-hmm. saying to his friend you want my
2: daughter effectively yeah and there are, I mean it really depends on that on how... <laughs> It really depends on how savvy you are as a kid Because, you know, at the end of the day Like here at 18 You get to leave the house And you get to be on your own And you're legally your own person Whilst back home That's not the case at all Because you don't even have that option to Let's say get a minimum wage job Or be able to Whilst life would be difficult You would have that opportunity While back home It's like you either go by by what they say Or Or not at all So, yeah
1: Tell me, when, what's the limitations, right? What's the limitations in education for... Uh for
2: like a lady um so it's not about just being a lady but i would say that um the public so like here you have access to the public school system and you get to learn up until you're 18 for free so your parents have time to save up for college or you have at least access to public school or like if some if, if an officer saw you being very young working when you're supposed to be at school they're gonna call your parents out on it whilst back home if your parents don't have money then it's more encouraged for you to leave school at a younger age so you could so you could start working so um and like the majority I would say you have about 40 percent on education uh, a lack of education um, where people drop out at 14 men leave uh, leave school at a very young age so they could start I don't know a restaurant or uh, you know like work at a cell phone shop or uh, work at a garage or something like that and then women uh drop out so they could marry their teachers or something like that oh yeah oh yeah marry oh yeah oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah i got oh yeah i know a couple of girls who married their like bio teachers and they're like the the teacher's like 40 and the girl's like 16 so wait a minute doesn't
1: what do the parents say about that it's encouraged
2: because because again like your value is based on your husband as a woman like you don't you're not really your own person It's very much like the second sex uh, the second sex by simon de boudoir like it's very much
1: alive okay so, so I, i'm just I, i'm not judging i'm just it sounds like judge away it's no because it's not it, cultures are different mm-hmm it just sounds like a big pimping network. <laughs> Effectively, it's like, I mean, it's like yeah. Like you're using your own. It's like selling your ch- It's like selling your children crack or your sister crack. And you wouldn't do it.
2: I mean, it's literally. I mean, there are a lot of people. There are a lot of men who get paid, but like the dowry system is still very much alive. Like you do literally have a value, where like it's how much do you want to pay for my daughter?
1: Oh, so the dad benefits. So the dads always trying to have lots of children. Then.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want to paint it like it's this no, like horrible, um, just like backwards community, but it's yeah. really, really problematic. It just. Um...
1: So, what were the positive things about your? Your
2: Lebanon, your experience. Okay, okay, okay. So first of all, let me just put in put out a quick advertisement that like Beirut's the best party hub in the Middle East. Like, if you had to visit the Middle East and you want to have a good time, and you want to do it on a budget, Beirut's the place to go. Um, Great nightlife. I'm gonna say it's like arguably better than UK nightlife. Um, okay. The people are super friendly, um, but I would recommend that if you visit, that make sure to get a local because you will get ripped off. Um, especially if you're white, no offense. But <laughs> if you're looking blonde and blue eyes, the light people are going to charge you extra for things. Um, so there's that um there is a huge family feel like I do love the family values back home I really like the fact that it's so embedded in the culture to the point where like yes it has a negative side to it but I also think that you know I think that maybe if, sort of like in westernized cultures people are very prone to being away from their family or like you have that sort of conditional love at a time or like after the kid's 18 like you're literally on your own like that's it I mean more often like I have a friend from Dublin who who told me that like he pays his parents rent and it's like what it's like I would never experience that like if I had to go back to my parents house mm-hmm. like I would never be left out on my ass you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I, ever 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 I could always go back home I have that sort of security blanket
1: mm-hmm.
2: so I think that that's really important
1: maybe he pays his parents rent so his parents way of teaching him responsibility well yeah and, do you see what I mean not because they necessarily need the money but they're saying well if you're going to be here and you're a mayor, man, where well you should pay. I so Ye- mean? Yeah. As a father, I'm thinking, would I charge my daughter rent if she wants to live with me? No, but i may say the electricity builds your
2: responsibility yeah but like why not just have your kid just like have a flat share or something and then pay rent like you know what i mean like why not just be able to go back to your childhood bedroom just to be able to go back there and then like if you want to teach them responsibility why does it got to be under your roof you know what i mean
1: Oh, so they should just
2: come back there, stay there. I mean, it's...
1: guide them in life.
2: I mean, it's one thing to contribute to the household, where, like, if you're out and you're, like, getting a job and you're working and you're a productive member of society, mm-hmm. um, but, like, you need to save up money. Because at the end of the day, I'm so sorry, but, like, today, like, in terms of rent, housing, all of that, it's not, it's not the same as, like, 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Before, like, you know, like, a few decades ago, you could buy a house for, like... 200,000, like you could take out a mortgage and like have a stable job and be able to keep that for a while and pay off your home, whilst today like you can barely get a shoebox for half a million in London you know, so I don't know
1: yeah I hear you I hear you, my last, obviously we've come to the end of the journey here, it's been great talking to you, my last question is what's the impact you want to have on the world and just to throw in a little curveball if you could change anything in Lebanon what would
2: you change okay so the impact that i would personally have on the world so first of all i'm studying to be a criminal defense solicitor so my work my impact on the world would be to like enter public policy making and sort of just even out the socioeconomic disparity amongst people um i feel like politicians don't work based on what's just or what would actually help people but what would actually um like further their Um, political gain like their personal uh, financial gain and how much power and influence that they would have and it would have nothing to do with what is good for society rather Mm -hmm. how much like what's the bottom line and I really think that government was established in order to help people and I think that right now it's about the bottom line so hopefully the new generation can move past that one and two if there's one thing that i would have to change in lebanon it would be i would wipe out the government as is and i would put back the millennials the gen z's everybody who's ready for change in order to have like establish equality in the country give people a chance allocate the budget in order to improve people's standards of living as opposed to just line in the pockets of the politicians so that
1: okay thanks a lot for that that was um very interesting yeah
0: We hope you liked that episode, keeping in mind we never know who we are going to interview. We post twice a day, 8am and 5pm GMT. Have you ever considered the future economies to invest in? Why not listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories? Considering Africa has the fastest growing economies and population on earth and has done for many years, It holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. We publish twice a week, Tuesday, with a guest investor and Fridays talking about investment, politics and history, providing a clear understanding for any potential investor.